Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 20th. Still no news day. Okay, here's the deal. There is actually a lot of news right now. Unfortunately, um, I have twisted something in my back or I don't know what I did, but I truly cannot sit down and do the news right now. I apologize. Instead of that, I'm going to re-release an episode from last November. Um, Last November, I put out this episode. It meant a lot to me. It was a really important episode. We were about a week out from the election, and I wanted to talk about voting. um, And I also wanted to tell a personal story. And the the personal story I told was about Carmen, also about Jimmy Lee Jackson, the fight for voting rights, and just the importance of your voice. Yesterday was National Voter Registration Day. Um, It is always a good day to be a voter. It is always a good day to register to vote. Um, It is also very, very important that you are double checking your voter registration. So just in the spirit of, hey, go out there and go vote because it's awesome. And also in the spirit of, I have to lay down now on, on, on a bed of ice and also somehow a heating pad, something that is both a bed of ice and a heating pad. I'm going to re-release this episode. Don't forget that you can go to wearevoters.turbovote.org to register to vote, to double check your voter registration, to do all that kind of good stuff. Um, We are building some programming that I'm very, very excited about, and we will be releasing that very soon. Um, And I'll obviously talk more about that when that comes up. But in the meantime, go get registered to vote, double check that voter registration, And here is an episode from last November. Little bit of a different episode today because it's Dia de los Muertos. And so point of privilege before, um, you know, start getting that sweet, sweet quip sponsorship. And then they're like, hey, talk more about toothbrushing. I don't know how sponsorship works. Anyway, before that happens, I still get to talk about whatever I want on these episodes. And what I want to do is tell a story. It's February 18th, 1965. A young father, civil rights activist, and church deacon, Jimmy Lee Jackson, is protesting alongside his mom, sister, grandpa, and 500 others in Selma, Alabama. They're there because of a man named James Orange, who's in jail for enlisting student aides for voting rights and registration drives. Sure, James Orange's arrest record might say otherwise, but What he's actually arrested for is being Black and working to get other Black Americans registered to vote because it's February of 1965. Poll taxes had just been made illegal the year before, so now literacy tests became the move for white supremacists to keep eligible Black Americans from being able to cast their constitutionally promised vote. And let me just, um, when we talk about literacy tests, We talk about things like being asked to recite the entire Constitution. And yes, that was one version of the test. And yes, that is still very hard on its own. You do it. But a typical test wasn't that. I mean, again, reciting the Constitution isn't easy either. But a typical test was harder because it was written in a way that was meant to be confusing and meant to give the power to the election official. A literal failsafe was written into the rules. Let me give you an example. From the state of Louisiana literacy test, here's question number one. Quote, draw a line around the number or letter of this sentence. 
draw a line around the number or letter of the sentence. Even reading it is very confusing. Um, you only have 10 minutes to take this test, and there are a lot of questions that are different, but similarly confusing. Um, also, if you can figure out what this question actually is, there's one part in it that is supposed to be tricky. There's a failsafe in every single one of these questions. Quote, draw a line around. So is it a circle or is it a line? One wrong answer, just one wrong answer in the election official's eyes. So draw a line around. Oh, I meant line. You drew a circle. That's it. That's your wrong answer. And that's a wrap on being able to vote. So again, while his arrest record may have said otherwise, James Orange was arrested for being black and having a voice. So Jimmy Lee Jackson, his family, and 500 others went on a peace walk from church to the jail where Orange was being held, which was a distance of about a block. It was literally called a peace walk. On their walk, they were met at the post office by a line of police officers and state troopers who began to beat the protesters. Jimmy Lee, as well as his 16-year-old sister, his mom, and his grandpa, all managed to make their way into Max Cafe behind the church, where they continued to be followed by state troopers. After being thrown to the floor, Jimmy Lee watched as troopers went after his sister and his mom. When he went to go protect his mom, state trooper James Fowler shot him. Even after he was shot, police continued to beat him. He died in the hospital eight days later. On March 7th, between five and 600 protesters went out again. Led by John Lewis, they planned to march from Selma to Montgomery to highlight the need for voting rights and to protest the death of Jimmy Lee Jackson. Just outside of Selma on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, protesters were beaten by state troopers and county posse. We know this march by its other name, Bloody Sunday. A second march was scheduled to take place on Tuesday the 9th. About 2,500 marchers, led by Martin Luther King Jr., went out to the Edmund Pettus Bridge, held a short prayer session, and then turned around. It was a signal that they would not give up, but also a way to stay within their court order. This became known as Turnaround Tuesday. Finally, on March 21st, with a green light from the White House, 8,000 people gathered at Brown Chapel AME Church to begin their walk from Selma to Montgomery. They started with 8,000 people. They made it into Montgomery on the 24th, and on the 25th, more than 25,000 people marched with them from St. Jude to the state capitol building. And it was there that Martin Luther King Jr. gave his How Long, Not Long speech. And while you might not know the speech by its name, you probably know this line, quote, The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. However, I think a better line for this particular moment, the one that we're living in right now, is this one. Quote, The end we seek is a society at peace with itself, a society that can live with its conscience. I know you are asking today, how long will it take? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, however frustrating the hour, it will not be long. So what does any of this have to do with the ofrenda that my mom put up for Dia de los Muertos. Well, on that bridge, marching alongside the protesters, were volunteers with a group called the Medical Committee for Human Rights. It was a small group founded by doctors Robert Smith, James Anderson, and Tom Levin. The group was originally created to help administer medical aid during the Freedom Summer the year before. It was a 1964 voter registration drive 
aimed at increasing the number of registered Black voters in Mississippi. It was dangerous work, both registering Black voters in the South in 1964, as well as being a medical volunteer at the time. But its impact was huge. The MCHR established a desegregated public health clinic in Mississippi for the first time, and a study decades later found the infant mortality rate among Black babies decreased by 65 percent between 1965 and 1971. Only about 100 volunteers went to Mississippi in the summer of 1964. And again, what does any of this have to do with the ofrenda that my mom put up? Out of those 100 volunteers, one of them was Gorman, who spent the summer of 1964 registering voters and providing medical care for protesters who were beaten. Carmen was my mom's best friend who became a second parent to me after raising three very impressive kids of her own. Carmen told me 15 years ago in one of our last conversations to just do something, do something that mattered. And I'm telling you all of this in this very long and not at all newsy news episode because of this fact. We are less than a week away from the last day to cast your ballot in this election. Unless you are a land-owning white male, your right to vote has never been promised. And as we know, that is still not the case. We're watching voting rights continue to be whittled and whittled down because of one reason only. And it's the same reason that Martin and John went to the Edmund Pettus Bridge. It's the same reason that Jimmy Lee went on that peace walk. It's the same reason that Carmen went to Mississippi. Your vote matters. It's the power. It's your voice. When you cast your ballot, you're not casting it on your own. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. You cast your ballot for your future and the future of everyone you love. And you are carried to that ballot on the shoulders of everyone who fought for you to have that right. Your voice matters. What you do with it matters. We have less than a week to be the deciders of our own future. Democracy depends on you. It will not wait for you. I'm going to leave you with one last line from Martin Luther King Jr.'s How Long, Not Long speech. Quote, the road ahead is not altogether a smooth one. There are no broad highways that lead us easily and inevitably to quick solutions. But we must keep going. It's a great day to go be a voter. And that's it. That's, uh, there was no news in this episode. Shoot, now I don't know how to end it. That's, that's the episode. The point is you. You with your voice and your power. I'm, oh, wait, it's also National Deviled Eggs Day. Now, hang on, I don't want to rewrite all of this. So let me stick with plan A. You with your voice and your power and your unbelievable ability to recognize both of those things because you're going to go out there and today is the day that you're going to go be a voter, I'm proud of you.